Hello, people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to this week's Midday Movie Madness, one of the longest-running shows on 90.7 WKKL. I'm your host, Movie Girl. As always, prayers go out to all those people affected by the current Russia-Ukraine war. Hashtag stand with Ukraine. Happy birthday today to actor Jim Parsons, football player Peyton Manning, magician Harry Houdini, the late comedian Louis Anderson, who passed earlier this year, and fashion designer Tommy Hilfiger. Fifty years ago today, Francis Ford Coppola's Oscar-winning gangster crime film The Godfather, which I talked about last month, made audiences an offer they couldn't refuse. That's right, folks. The Godfather is officially 50 years old today. Other March 24th film releases include the U.S. 2000, the 2005 U.S. iteration of The Office TV show, 1987, 1989's True Beverly Hills, the 2017 Power Ranger reboot, 1995's Major Pain, and the 2006 show Hannah Montana. Belated congrats are in order for the Cojave family of Pasadena, California, on the recent arrival of their first grandson, Aiden Joseph Maller. Speaking of babies, Bleeding Love singer Leona Lewis and her husband, Dennis Jock, are going to be first-time parents this summer. Speaking of good, in more good news, 30-year-old Bonnie Wright, who, the actress who played Ginny Weasley on all eight, in all eight Harry Potter films, announced on Sunday on Instagram, she and Bo Andrew Lococo got married the previous day. Congratulations. Sasha Feldstein, Elton John, the late Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, TV actress Catherine McPhee, and Sarah Jessica Parker all have birthdays tomorrow. Aw, they grew up so fast. It seems incredible with how fast the time has gone. But Bindi Irwin's daughter, Grace Warrior, turns one year old tomorrow. Tomorrow happens to be the debut day for 1983's The Outsiders, 2011's Sucker Punch, 2016's Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, which nobody talks about, and the 2005 TV show, Crypto the Superdog. Happy early birthday to Ed Muller of Santa Monica, California. His birthday happens to be on Saturday, March 26th. He shares his birthday with soul singer Diana Ross, Kira Knightley, and the late Leonard Nimoy, among others. That day is also the debut date for 2004's Jersey Girl and 2010's How to Train Your Dragon. Not only is March 27th the Oscars, woohoo, but it's also Mariah Carey and director Quentin Tarantino's birthdays. It's also the debut dates for the 2005 TV drama Grey's Anatomy. Britney Spears' 2000 song, Oops, I Did It Again, 1992's White Man Camp Jump, Ladybugs, and The Cutting Edge, 2009's Monsters vs. Aliens, and 2015's Get Home and 
get hard and get home. Lady Gaga, Julia Stiles, and Reba McIntyre were all born March 28th. What happens to be the debut date for for 1999's Futurama TV show, Alfred Hitchcock's 1983 film The Birds, which I have talked about this on the past, 2014's The Grand Budapest Hotel and Noah, and 1986's Luca. This past weekend marked two years since theaters shuttered and the COVID-19 pandemic effectively brought the world to hell and brought movie an unforeseen disruption of the century-old movie business for the longest time. While the pandemic impact is a work in progress, there are positive signs movie going is returning to normal when nothing around to stop him, at least until this weekend. Robert Pattinson's The Batman continued to soar over both Gotham and the nation's multiplexes as he three-peated with a 36.8 million haul, bypassing the $300 million domestic mark in his third weekend. That's two days earlier than 2016's Batman v Superhero, which opened up to $30 million higher, but then stalled at just $330 million. The Batman film reboot should easily pass 400 in the U.S. and Canada shortly. Since he next since he already passed the six hundred million dollar marker worldwide, his next goal is the eight hundred million dollar marker, which should be inside. In the runner-up spot was the weekend's biggest out of left field shocker, Funimation's Jujitsu Kaisen Zero, the movie, the PG-rated anime about a cursed spirit and a high school for sorcery, bowed to an astounding. million in North America from 2,286 locations. It's pulled pulled in 17.7 million domestically so far. Jujutsu's success coming on the trail of the same studio's 21.2 million opening for April 2021's Demon Sailor the movie Mugen Trail, is the latest proof the anime audience is larger than many in Hollywood previously thought. Overseas, Jujutsu has taken in 112.1 million, putting the domestic sleepers combined global haul at 129.8 million. While Tom Harlan's Spider-Man No Way Home has finally been kicked out of the top five. Sorry, Spidey. The young star does still has another film near the box office throne. His action-adventure video game adaptation, Uncharted, which landed in third place with $8 million. Uncharted has pulled in $125.9 million domestic high school and is tacked on an even mitre $211.4 million high school high score overseas. 
leading to a worldwide growth of $337.3 million. According to the Internet Movie Database for the Batman, Zoe Kravitz and Robert Pattinson both got the same advice from the predecessors of their respective roles. That is to say, Michelle Pfeiffer and Kristen Bale. Make sure you can go to the bathroom while in the costume. Robert Pattinson actually happened to be an enormous fan of Batman ever since he was a kid and saw every previous iteration of the character in the cinema on opening weekend. Great Scott! TechRadar.com announced three days ago the Mandalorian Season 3 cast has landed itself a true sci-fi legend, the form of Christopher Lloyd. According to the Hollywood Reporter, THR, the Back to the Future star has signed on to appear in the Star Wars TV show's next entry. THR reports that Lucasfilm couldn't be contracted for an official statement, an official comment on Lloyd's supposed casting. But given the outlet's track records for breaking news surrounding casting announcements, we're fairly certain that Lloyd will feature in one episode at least. You'll have to wait a little longer to ride Brad Pitt's star-studded action thriller bullet train. Coming soon down net revealed March 20th, Sony Pictures slightly shifted the film's release. Instead of arriving in theaters on July 15th, the film, which also stars Aaron Taylor Johnson, Sandra Bullock, Brian Tree, Tyree Henry, Joey King, Andrew Kojoji, Hiroki Sonata, Logan Learman, Bad Bunny, and Zazie Beats, will now debut on Friday, July 29th. This was the original date for Black Adam before... DC's League of Super Pets flew into that spot and bumped Black Adam to October 21st this year. It also faces the horror thriller Vengeance as well as DC's League of Super Pets on its new date. It's finally Oscar weekend. Yahoo! And the stars are lining up for the big night. Variety.com stated yesterday, the Academy Awards announced the final batch of presenters for the 94th Oscars, including Rachel Zegler, Jacob Elordi, Serena and Venus Williams, Josh Brolin, Jake Yellenhule, Jason Moma, Joe Scott, and J.K. Simmons. This means that West Side Story star Zegler, who revealed on Sunday that she hadn't received a ticket to the Oscars yet, has accepted the Academy's invitation to present. Zegler who is currently filming Snow White in London, was invited to present on Tuesday following backlash to her not having a ticket. After the announcement, Zegler tweeted, Well, folks, I can't believe I'm saying this, but see you Sunday. The absolutely incredible team at at Disney and our Snow White producers work some real-life magic, and I'm thrilled to be able to celebrate my at Westside movie fam at the Oscars. She continued in a thread. It's not lost on me that being able to shoot a a film the scale of Snow White during COVID is not easy, and any adjustment to our schedule is no small sacrifice. And obviously, a huge thank you to At The Academy and At Will Packer Prods for the presenter spot. I'm so excited to open that shiny envelope. I could not be more grateful to everyone who helped make this popular. Possible. 
seriously. Now, what to wear? EW.com reported Tuesday. Beyonce will join. Reported Monday. Yeah, reported Tuesday. Beyonce will join fellow original song performers Billie Eilish, Sebastian Yatra, Reba McIntyre, Phineas on Sunday night in her first stage appearance on two years. The site said the artists will perform their Oscar-nominated original songs at the ceremony on March 27th. Beyonce's Be Alive from Best Picture nominee King Richard, Eilish and Phineas's No Time to Die from the James Bond title of the same name, McIntyre's Somehow You Do from Four Good Days, and Yatra's Dos Arugutias from Encanto. All four compositions were nominated in the Best Original Song category, alongside Ben Morrison's Down to Joy from Belfast. Morrison had also been invited to perform, but will not be able to attend due to his tour schedule. Sources say close to the production told Variety that the Grammy winner has been in deep talks for a satellite performance of the song to be broadcast live from tennis courts in Compton, where King Richard legends Serena and Venus Williams practiced their drills on the dutiful eye of their father, Richard. And now I come to the final two films in this year's Best Picture nominee contender spotlight. Hoping to lasso the night's top award is writer-director James Campen's Western romance drama The Power of the Dog, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Jesse Flemons, Kirsten Dunst, and Cody Smith-McPhee, all of whom received acting award nominations. Best Actor for Cumberbatch, Best Supporting Actor for both Smith, McPhee, and Flemons, and Best Supporting Actress for Dunst. Based off of Thomas Savage's 1967 novel and set in 1925 Montana, charismatic rancher Phil Burbank inspires both fear and awe in those around him. When his brother brings home a new wife and her son, Phil torments them until he finds himself exposed to the possibility of love. It had a November 2021 limited theatrical release and streamed worldwide on Netflix on December 1st, 2021. It has appeared on multiple top film lists, top 10 lists stating the best 2021 movies. It received many accolades, including a leading 12 Academy Award nominations, including Best Director and Best Picture. Did you know that Jane Campion has long been a fan of Kirsten Dunst and tried to work with her on her project before this one? Dunst revealed Campion actually wrote her letter around 2021 that she, act- that she kept in her possession. Dunst would also spin around and around to make herself deliberately dizzy to play many of her drunken scenes. And Bernadette Cumberbatch actually learned how to play the banjo for this film. Now, warning, forgive me if I mess up any of the actors' names for this last nominee. Last, but certainly not least, is the very first Japanese film up for Best Picture. Co-writer and director Ryusuke 
Hamaguchi's drama Drive My Car, starring Hitoshi Nishimaga and Toko Mira, primarily based on Haruki Murakami's short story of the same name from his 2014 story collection, Men Without Women. It centers on aging, widowed actor Yusuke Kafuku, who seeks a chauffeur to drive him as he directs a multilingual production of Uncle Vanya in Hiroshima. He turns to his trusted mechanic, who recommends a 20-year-old girl. Despite their initial rocky start, a very special relationship develops between the two. According to its Wikipedia page, the film received widespread critical acclaim, with many declaring it one of the best films of 2021. The film had its world premiere at the Cannes Film Festival, where it was selected to compete for the Palme d'Or and won three awards, including Best Screenplay. It earned four nominations at the 94th Academy Awards, Best Picture, Best Director, Best International Feature Film, and Best Adapted Screenplay. Oh, and uh, speaking of the Best Picture nominees, Nightmare Alley, starring Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, and Rooney Mara, which I talked about a few weeks ago, is now on DVD. The December release centers on a conniving, mysterious carnival worker with a skill for manipulating people who partners up with a woman psychiatrist who may be more dangerous than he is. And there you have it, folks. The conclusions of this year's Best Picture nominee feature spotlight. Who will take home the top prize? Coda, which was recently announced earlier this week to have a stage musical in the works. West Side Story, Belfast, Don't Look Up, or one of the other films. We'll find out someday. Mm-mm. It's a big, big, big year for Capital for actress Jennifer Lawrence. She just gave birth to her first child. Her film Don't Look Up is up for Best Picture. The Silver Linings Playbook, which won her an Oscar in 2013, turns 10 this November. Plus yesterday, her first big breakout film, in which the odds were certainly in her favor, turned 10 years old. Happy decade anniversary to the Hunger Games. And may the odds be ever in its favor. <coughs> Sorry. Capital accent done to do for long when I haven't done it in years. <coughs> Requested by Mike Donovan of Savannah, Georgia, the dystopian action film also starred Woody Harrelson, Josh Hutcherson, Stanley Tucci, Toby Jones, Lenny Kravitz, Donald Sutherland, and Liam Liam Hemsworth was based on the first book of Suzanne Collins' Hunger Games trilogy, set in the dystopian post-apocalyptic nation of Panem. After it's set in the post-apocalyptic nation of Pan Am after District 12's Katniss Everdeen's volunteers to take her younger sister Prim's place in the Hunger Games, a televised grisly competition in which two teens from each of the 12 districts of Pan Am, a boy and a girl, are randomly selected to fight for the death 
her life changes forever. Its Wikipedia page states, at the time of its release, the film's opening weekend gross, $152.5 million, was the third largest of any film in North America. The film was a massive box office success by grossing over $694 million worldwide against its budget of $78 million, making it the third highest grossing film in the United States and ninth highest grossing film of 2012. Its sequels were 2013's The Hunger Games Catching Fire, 2014's The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1, and The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2 in 2015. A movie based on the 2020 prequel book, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, about a teenage Coriolanus Snow and during the 10th Hunger Games, is currently in development. According to the Internet Movie Database, there was a swear jar on the set, and co-writer and director Gary Ross said Jennifer Lawrence contributed to half of the jar. Did you know that Hutchers, Josh Hutcherson and Jennifer Lawrence were actually born in Kentucky, a state with rural poverty and coal mining, mirroring that of District 12. And this happens to be the only film in the franchise not released in November. What's also interesting is that Abigail Breslin auditioned for the Katniss Everdeen part, which I personally cannot see her as, and I can only picture Jennifer Lawrence as. This Friday, discover The Lost City with the romantic adventure comedy, The Lost City, starring Channing Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe, Sandra Bullock, and Brad Pitt. Loretta Sage is a brilliant but reclusive middle-aged author who spent her career writing about exotic places in her popular romance adventure novels centering on a fictional hero named Vash. While on tour promoting her new book with handsome but dim cover model Alan Caprison, who's dedicated his life to embodying Dash, Loretta's kidnapped by Abigail Fairfax, a billionaire that thinks the lost city in her new book, which holds a secret treasure, is real. And she knows where it is. Have, despite having zip survival skills, but wanting to prove he can be a hero in real life, Alan goes to rescue her. Thrust into an epic jungle adventure and totally out of their elements, the unlikely pair will need to work together to survive the elements and find the ancient treasure. Did you know that Sandra Bullock befriended Brad Pitt after making a cameo in his film Bullet Train? And she saw an opportunity for a fun casting, which led to Pitt accepting a cameo in this film. And this happens to be Daniel Radcliffe's second romantic comedy after 2013's What If. But while he is the male lead in that film, in this one, he's the villain. The Lost City and the aforementioned Bullock Train are the last time you'll see Sandra Bullock on screen, at least for a while. The single mom is stepping back from acting for a while to spend time with her two adopted kids, 12-year-old Louie, whom she adopted in 2010 on her own after filing for divorce from ex-hubby Jesse James that April and 10-year-old daughter Lila, whom she adopted in 2015. In limited release March 25th, before going into a nationwide release April 5th, 
is the sci-fi film Everywhere Thing Everywhere All at Once, starring Michelle Yeoh, Key Hugh Kwan, Stephanie Suzu, James Hong, Harry Shum Jr., and Jamie Lee Curtis. In the film, an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up into a crazy adventure where she discovers that she alone can save the world by exploring alternate universes linking with the lives she could have lived. Also in limited release, March 25th is the, the dramatic thriller Infinite Storm, starring Naomi Watts, Sophia Canedo, Billy Howell, and Dennis O'Hare. Based on a true story, it tells of experienced climber Pam Bales, who's climbing Mount Washington, but has to turn back before she reaches the top since a huge blizzard is coming. On her way down, she encounters a lone, stranded man and takes it upon herself to get them both down the mountain before night, and they succumb to the cold element. Exciting news, Voltron fans. IGN.com declared yesterday a bidding war has begun for a live-action Voltron film with, that already has Red Notice's Rawson Marshall Thurber attached to a code write and directed. As reported by THR, Warner Brothers, Universal, and Amazon are among the six or seven studios and streamers that are fighting for a chance to bring Voltron to live action. Despite Thurber directing Red Notice and Voltron Legendary Defender calling Netflix home, the streamer said not to be in the running. Dearest listeners, it has come to my attention that a new era of Bridgerton is here with Bridgerton Season 2 on Netflix March 25th. This period romantic drama stars the talents of Jonathan Bailey, Simone Ashley, Ajoa Ando, Ruth Jamel, Nicola Coughlin, and Phoebe Dynever. The second season of Netflix's Bridgerton is finally here. In case you don't know about the Netflix series, it's based on Julia Quinn's best-selling eight-book series set in the Regency London, Regency-era London, and follows the eight Bridgerton siblings in their quest for love. The first season, based on The Duke and I, explored the growing and steamy attraction between Devonor's Daphne Bridgerton and Regent... Reggae John Page's extremely handsome Duke of Hastings. This season, the focus is on eldest Bridgerton offspring, Anthony, as he looks for a new bride. He selects Edwina, the youngest of the beautiful sisters of the newcomer Sharma family. However, he has an obvious clash with Edwin's elder sister, Kate. Will he end up with Edwina or Kate? Da-da-da-da! 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 Deadline.com announced exciting news for Adams Family fans March 21st. This is the news the Adams Family's fans have been hoping for since the new Netflix series Wednesday was announced. Christina Ricci, the actor most closely associated with the title character, will be a major part of the live-action show from Tim Burton. Ricci, who starred as Wednesday Adams in the Barry Sonnefeld-directed 1990s Adams Family feature franchise, is a series regular on, in Wednesday. 
which is headlined by Jenna Ortega in the title role. Deadline is learned. Richie was brought in following Thora Birch's exit amid production. Richie is playing a new character who is similar to the one originally played by Birch and will replace it on the show. Richie has been quietly working on Wednesday for weeks. Filming on the MGM-produced series is slated to wrap in Romania at the end of the month. Details are still being kept under lock and key. Wednesday will debut sometime later this year on Netflix. Speaking of Netflix, I'm sorry, Grace and Frankie fans, but the time is nearly here to say goodbye to the Netflix hit. It was announced Tuesday, the final episodes of the streamer's long-running show, which stars Lily Tomlin, Jean Diane Raphael, Brooklyn Decker, Martin Sheen, Jane Fonda, and Sam Watterson will premiere April 29th. It bowed in 2015 and has run for seven seasons. That's all for this week, folks. Join me next week as Moon Knight makes his Disney Plus debut. We have our Oscar and Razzie recap, and Morbius sinks its fangs into theaters, and much more. So until then, my minions, stay safe, and I'll see you at the movies. Bye.